we travel into another dimension? Into other versions of ourselves. <laughs> Do you understand what we're on the edge of here? It's godlike, Prairie. Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Tiana. And this is Next Door Villain. A podcast where we uncover the villains to discover their humanity. Hey everyone, welcome to Next Door Villain. Uh, we have a very, 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 very special treat today. And there really aren't enough varies to explain that we have a special guest today. Today it is Mandy Harris and I. We're going to be talking about Hap from the amazing, earth-shattering Netflix show, The OA. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. I really couldn't have anyone better to talk about The OA. Seriously, we are very, very lucky here because Mandy has been a fan of The OA since the day it was released. Uh, when it was canceled, she became really active in the renewal campaign. She even has an OA tattoo. So if anyone knows the OA, it is Mandy Paris. Remember that. I'm very passionate about this fact. A few other fun facts about her. She has a master's in intercultural communication. She used to teach public speaking and intercultural communication at the college level. Uh, she did a bunch of research on mental illness as a space of community. And now she's a wedding photographer and marketing and communications professional. So if you if you are in the Minneapolis area, even if you're not in the Minneapolis right. area, because sometimes you travel, hit her up for some great wedding photography. Her website is mandyparis.com. You can take a look at her amazing photographs and her amazing work. And yeah, she spent her half her time focused on the OA because, and I quote, she is a masochist. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're from St. Louis, Missouri. I didn't know you were from St. Oh, yeah? Louis, Missouri. Yeah. yeah, I grew up there. That's awesome. And now you're in Minneapolis, Minnesota. That's right. Minnesota. <laughs> I'm very close to you now. Uh, for most of the time that we've known each other, I think we've been pretty far, but I'm actually only three hours away oh, from you Oh my gosh. Um, I am in South Dakota. So this is where I'm from. That is exciting. That is. Yeah. So today we're talking about HAP. And just as a disclaimer, the OA. Oh, my gosh. If you are listening to this episode, you are very likely a big fan of the OA, which is great. Uh, you need to have seen the first two seasons of the OA. Well, the only seasons of the <laughs> OA currently. <laughs> <laughs> and there's so much to the OA universe. It's not possible to cover it all in one podcast episode. Our purpose here is to talk about how we empathize with, relate to, and understand Hap, the villain, because this is next door villain. And going off of that, talking about how we relate to and understand Hap's action does not mean we actually agree with his actions or doesn't mean that we think he's justified. The man still kept a bunch of people in his basement. And I think that's pretty bad. Um, <laughs> we don't we don't support that. Um, but we are going to be talking about his perspective and side of things. So with that being said, 
Joe and I do a challenge every episode where we do a 30 second summary challenge where we try to summarize the villain, just information about the villain within 30 seconds or less with no prep time. Um, it's just fun and helps the listener kind of jog their memory on the on the character. Um, so Mandy is a trooper and is going to do it. Yeah, <laughs> too. I'm excited. Okay. Does that mean you want to uh, go first? I'll time you. Sure. Yeah. Give me those. Give me those time signals when I'm getting close. Okay. I will do that. Okay. I can probably start my own timer too, just to keep it on. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. Okay. So Hap uh, was an anesthesiologist, and then he heard this like person's like this whoosh sound, and he got really obsessed with people like dying and then coming back to life. Um, and so that led him on a lifelong quest that uh, made him cap. He, he took, oh my God, this is really hard. He took um, people captive to study their near-death experiences. And then he learned how to jump dimensions. And um, now is, yeah, well, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's pretty good for your first time, though. It's, I know, oh, it's not easy. Oh, that's your timer. <laughs> nice. Um, all right, I'll go next. Okay. All right, so Hap is, he used to be an ER doctor, got obsessed with watching people, you know, come die and come back to life. He put, like, a few people, maybe five, down in the basement so that he could do weird experiments on them, basically killing them and then bringing them back to life again to kind of see what happens when they die. He later then basically forces them to switch to a new dimension in season two and they wake up in this like what is it a psych ward i i can't i don't know um and a lot of crap happens <laughs> that was good that was yeah, yeah that was really good nice job well i i do have a slight advantage i am forced to do it every single episode <laughs> and i'm still not that good even with all that practice <laughs> so there's a lot around Hap. It's uh, there is difficult to summarize. Yeah, he is. He is really difficult to summarize. I also wanted to ask you, like, do you know the movements? So I know them kind of. I I didn't learn them um, when everyone else did. I got. <laughs> I was just talking about this at work the other day. I started a new job, and they were all very curious about my obsession with the OA. And so I was telling them I was more focused on like Twitter communication at that time. So but one of my best friends learned them and did them outside and recorded herself and they look beautiful. So I channel that. Nice. (laughs) I think I might learn them. Really? Yeah. I think I just really got fascinated by them to a very great degree. And my favorite move is when one of the ending parts when they slap the chest. Mm-hmm. I love that part. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. If you learn them, I will. Okay. I just kind of missed the boat the first time that everyone was learning them. So I didn't. Better late than never, right? That's right. Yeah. Because I went on TikTok in preparation for this episode. I looked at a bunch of hap edits, which were like <laughs> pretty sexual. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, hey, I, I don't, bl- I, I ain't blaming anyone. <laughs> and there were a lot of people who were like, doing it with the TV, the movements and stuff. Mm-hmm. So Hap, I have a few quotes that I like. I became very quotey uh, with the OA because it's a very quotey show. It's not a real word, but... No, I know what you mean, though. Well, that's a nice bumper sticker. Right. <laughs> so I really like his quote. He said, the subject seems so united, 
tribalism that sustains them, I couldn't help feeling outside of it somehow. That's a good one. I um, So when I was preparing for this, I wrote down a few thoughts. I also went on the OA subreddit to just ask folks like if they had anything that they thought. And I think that scene is really pivotal to knowing Hap. Um, that's a great quote. Yeah. Yeah. I went on subreddit too. And I, I said some things, but I'll get into it later. <laughs> All right. Thought this summarized him well. We thought that life ceased when the heart stopped beating. And we realized that wasn't true. Mm. And the last one that I liked was, maybe one day we'll find a dimension where you can see me with new eyes. I like that one. I don't have the quote right in front of me, but I think another one that not just for Hap, but for like several characters in the series, but especially Hap is when he's like kind of quoting his doctor friend that he had had to kill. <laughs> and he's like, there's no good or bad, black and white. There's only what a man can stand. Yeah. I think that's the quotation or something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That summarizes him well, too. Plus, he's very good looking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but- <laughs> okay. So we can... <laughs> Can we talk about that for a second? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yes, yes, yes. When I was watching it the first time, the very first time in like December of 2016, I didn't realize he was going to be, you know, the the villain because he has so much chemistry with Prairie. I know. And I'm like, oh, these two are going to do it. And then it's like, oh, nope. <laughs> nope. That's not <laughs> She's where in a it cage. goes. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Because I'm just, oh, his, like, the way he, like, looks at her, I'm just like, oh, my God. And I still feel that every single time I watch it. And I, yeah. Yeah. A contentious point that I saw on a YouTube video, someone said, Hap and the OA have more chemistry than the OA and Homer. And I was like, oof. Damn. Well, that's, I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) It's hard for me to to admit that because I love Homer so much. And also like we never that one little second we get of Homer in the OA when they're like almost touching right after he shoots yeah. the woman with the ALS. I think their chemistry is really intense right there and it's really well done. But I agree there's like so okay, I, I so I wrote down a couple points. And yeah, so there was this post on uh, the subreddit, I was just looking all over the subreddit today just to warm up and somebody it was user 44421. <laughs> That's me. Is that you? <laughs> yeah, you had such a good post. That's so funny. Okay, let's talk about that. Yeah, I was planning on talking about that post <laughs> in this episode. That is so funny. That's so funny. I thought that was really smart. Yeah, and I I kind of posted it to see what other people thought before I said it in this podcast episode. So it was kind of like a test run for me because <laughs> I admit, so I haven't been a fan of the OA for as long as you have. I literally just watched the OA for the first time last month. And my brain broke <laughs> in preparation for this episode because there's so much symbolism, so much meaning which makes it amazing and beautiful at the same time but there's also just so much mystery and it doesn't help that it was canceled so a lot Mm -hmm. of things still remain so mysterious to us yeah and so I kept thinking about how to tackle Hap I think when I was watching the show I kept thinking about the necessity of Hap and how in some ways I hate him (laughs) because he trapped, you know, these poor individuals in this cage and did experiments on them for seven years. And I, I really grew to hate him. And I would sometimes laugh at his audacity. <laughs> like he has the audacity 
to say to the OA, we can be partners in this, even after he trapped her for seven years. And I would just laugh. I would be like, Hep, you're a fucking idiot. I, I don't know why in the hell you, you are thought. outside your mind. Right. And I realized, well, he probably knows of how much he was needed in helping the OA do everything. Without Hap, unfortunately, without him, she wouldn't have needed to jump dimensions in order to escape him. She wouldn't have learned the movements right after he knocked her out uh, with his <laughs> gun. I don't even know if she would be as fascinated with jumping dimensions or dying and then coming back to life if it weren't for Hap. It's like he knows that they lead each other to places that they wouldn't be able to find without each other. He knows that he is necessary and desperately wants the OA to realize that he's necessary. Like you can just see it in his eyes when he talked to her, like we can be partners in this. Like, don't you see? Like, I know you hate me, but but at the same time, we need each other. And he's so desperate and just, I don't know. Yeah. Anywho, I do want your thoughts. Yeah. First of all, that's so funny that you wrote that because I was like, oh, I want to talk about this on the podcast, but I have to like cite it because I haven't really thought about that line that Elodie says that yeah. much where she's like, Hap is your shadow who has no shadow, has no will to live. And I think Hap and the OA are ultimately on the same quest. I mean, OA wants community, OA wants safety, OA wants to protect Homer. But she also wants to know. She's also driven by this like thirst for knowledge that Hap is driven by. And I, I feel like she can't resist. Like she could have not jumped at the end of season two. I understand she did to save Homer, but I think she could have stayed, you know, and just let Homer go, <laughs> which isn't who she is. But yeah, I think they're like foils to each other where it's like one cannot exist without the other. And I think I've never really thought of it that way. Um, I've always thought of Hap as like, sometimes like almost hilariously evil. But when I really think about it, their relationship is so is so codependent. I know. Yeah, they absolutely like need each other to keep growing and keep figuring out what this is. Yeah. Yeah. And on one hand, it also makes me a little sad that they need each other because so Oe says in season two, she says, let me find it. That's what an angel is, dust pressed into a diamond by the weight of this world. You crushed me, she says to Hap. And then I was like, well, you became an angel because you were crushed. So to me, it's sad because I don't like the idea of a captor or a horrendous man being necessary to help someone become an angel. But yet that's what it kind of sounds like. I also thought about this in my own life. I guess there are like horrible people that have been in my life that impacted my life in both good and bad ways. I hate admitting that in some ways it was good because it's just life is complex like that, right? Like mm -hmm. that's not to say you should go out and like find bad people to be in your <laughs> right. life. You should still cut them out. But, no, like, but like it's like the everything happens for a reason kind of thing. <laughs> right, right. So I posted on the subreddit today and was just like, what do you all think about HAP? How would you 
And I was just kind of like, what would be your positive spin on Hap? In which someone replied, but did you die? Which I was like, well, yes, multiple times. But um, <laughs> but someone else was, let me make sure I'm quoting the right person, alternative underscore control five. That's not you, is it? No. Okay. <laughs> just have multiple Reddit accounts but um they said that they believed that by the end of the fifth season we would see hap transformed from a villain to a hero Hmm. um and i wonder if that was the trajectory because that feels like what this show would do Mm -hmm. because so much of prairie and the oa and nina is i feel like she's really good at getting to the heart of a person and disarming them and so i I wonder i wonder where their relationship would have gone especially after a season of them being married (laughs) right what would she think whenever she wakes up from that oh she's like no no i bone jason isaacs which is okay but (laughs) not hap hap (laughs) oh my goodness so yeah, let me let me state the post that yeah. I wrote on Reddit just yeah, so that people who, who aren't on Reddit or haven't found that post so that they know what's going on. So yeah, like you said, Elodie says to the OA about Hap, he's your shadow. Who has no shadow has no will to live. She goes on to say that if you break an echo where you, Hap, and others exist together, blah blah blah, you will shatter yourself, which, whew, okay, tough. So I interpreted the shadow as something that causes despair upon one's life, but is necessary and exists to prompt you to live and achieve something great. Hap is a catalyst that provokes things to occur, um, like what I said before, the movements, the moving dimensions, helping people, bringing people back to life. Hap started it and the OA like carried it. I don't know if any of that would have been possible without Hap first provoking these things. And I think all of us has different shadows, plural or singular. They could be things, they could be people. And so what I wanted to know on Reddit is like, what is your hap or what is your shadow? As an example of a shadow in my own life, or rather a hap in my own life, (laughs) again, it's not dramatic, as dramatic as the hap in the OA. I would say like insecurity with myself or insecurity within myself because insecurity has negatively impacted my life. It's Help me back from living fully and taking risk. General insecurity, which I know I'm not the only one, right? Feeling like I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough, especially the not smart enough thing. Out of all the things that I've been bullied about, it's been about my intelligence, actually. Oh. Which is interesting, right? Like being a, a woman in this world, you'd assume it had more to do with looks or something. But no, like since I was like... Oh, gosh, like 10 years old, people would be like, wow, you're really dumb. And and part of it was just that, like, I think I developed cognitively a bit slower. Things didn't click for me until much later. And it took a lot of later development and other things to help me feel confident in what I'm saying and what I believe in and blah, blah, blah. And it also doesn't help the fact that I look high. <laughs> so I've always... <laughs> People are like, wow, Tiana's high, but I'm not. I haven't smoked weed in years, Um, and I hardly did. I don't even like weed, and I assume it's because I've already manifest highness without being high. (laughs) If it helps, I just want to point out that when we, like, my speech team would come up against you, we just said that you had sad eyes. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, rather than high, which was we thought was very beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's really interesting. And it's true. I kind of have some droopiness. I just mean you have very distinct eyes and like, yeah, I've always admired your look. Oh, thank you. <laughs> just so you know, <laughs> because I hate that. I hate that. And I feel like that's important to say because I don't want to just hold that to myself while you have those insecurities. Oh, well, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. And I'm glad that I have these sad eyes because it did help me in speech. Like I, I chose the very vulnerable very very vulnerable like pieces right like just where it's like this poor little girl in you yeah <laughs> what i'm talking about is mandy and i used to be in competitive speech and we would do performances essentially mm -hmm. it entailed a lot of acting and the sad eyes did help probably a bit in that vulnerability aspect of acting but anywho <laughs> anywho sorry yeah i took us off on a speech tangent i don't even want it <laughs> no that's good but back to hap, hap. um <laughs> mm -hmm. but in some ways my insecurities have helped me i mean they're my hap they've been a catalyst and has provoked me to kind of work on those insecurities like if i'm concerned about not being intelligent enough i've taken more time to learn from people and to read and learn on my own time like, even if someone says that I'm not intelligent, I can just be like, well, fuck you. I know who I am. You know, I know how hard I work. Or then, or it also provokes me to read about insecurity and how our society kind of wants us to be insecure so that we feel dependent on things and items so that we buy stuff. Oh, I know that. <laughs> right. And so, so it's kind of helped me counter. It's helped me mm -hmm. counter these insecurities. Yeah, I love but that. But it all started with HAP. It all started with my insecurity uh, to help me do the next actions that had a great impact on my life. And some people on Reddit responded. Yeah, I think it was a great post. Yeah. 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 Thank you. I mean, shoot, I didn't know it was you. And I was like, I have to <laughs> I have to bring this up. Right? Yeah. It's very insightful on HAP and, and HAP's role in BOA. Yeah. You don't have to answer it if you don't want to. But do you have a hap? Oh, I definitely do. Um, yeah. And I'm very public about my hap, which is my impulsivity. Mm. So I have ADHD. And a, a big symptom of that is how it's really difficult for me to think of the next couple of days, even. I can only think of how I feel in the moment. And so if I want something, it's really hard for me to maintain control and be like, you don't need that right now. And so I'm really bad with money. I'm really bad with food, with expressing emotion. Like if I have an emotion, especially that can come out without my ability to control it. That's yeah, that's what my mind went to when I read that post, because I, you know, of all the characters in the OA that I, I love all of them. But the one that I identify with most is probably Steve, just for that reason. Um, because I feel like Steve also has a lot of trouble controlling his impulses. And uh, yeah, that's my hat for sure. Yeah, the dude punched a wall. He did. I've also punched a wall. <laughs> really? I have. That's awesome. Yeah, I've also I've put my hand through a door. I, I've gotten a lot better at not being like physically emotional as I've gotten older. But high school was tough. <laughs> that's oh, that's yeah. what I got made fun of a lot for. I in 10th grade, I got into an argument with one of my classmates, and it was about whether or not you could use the Bible to justify making like laws. 
And I was like, yeah. separation of church and state. My friend, who I, I still am good friends with, he was like, you can't tell someone that like that they can't refer to that whenever. And I, it was it just created this huge argument. And I ended up screaming at him in front of everyone and then standing mm-hmm. up and bursting out of the classroom and going to the bathroom where a principal soon found me and brought me to a counselor rather than sending me home, which was very nice. And the counselor just like tried to help me process it. But that's what I was made fun of for throughout high school was that moment. And it just exemplifies for me that inability to that that Steve-ness of not being able to control how I express what I'm feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And I know it's better to not show emotion physically in that way. But I the reason why I said awesome is because <laughs> I'm genuinely impressed with your strength. <laughs> you know, like, I don't I don't think I can do that. Oh, I used to live in trailer homes. So that was part of it. <laughs> the <laughs> wall like, is just, yeah, this is easy to yeah. break. <sighs> <sighs> and it's just it's really just you just tap on it and it, it breaks open. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I haven't even thought about what character I relate to the most in the OA. I think I might need to think about that. Yeah. And I say Steve, but I'm sure tomorrow it would be someone else. But I feel like Steve or Steve or Scott, probably. Yeah. My personality is probably most like Buck. Mm, Sure. Sometimes when Buck would say something, I would be like, yeah, I'd probably say that too. (laughs) (laughs) So thoughtful and conscientious and... Yes. You know. Yes. So... I'm the OA. No, just kidding. I know. I want I want to be the OA, but I, I'm not. I don't have her patience <laughs> or her, what is the word? Not ambition, but like... Uh, persistence. Persistence. That's the word. Yeah. That's a good one. That's especially for Homer, but uh, her as well. Right. Yeah. Oh, Homer. Homer. Cute little... He's like a puppy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> but yeah, I want to know more. So do you have anything else to share about Hap, like how you relate to him or about his perspective? Yeah, I just want to dig into your thoughts. I've been thinking a lot about motivation and what motivates Hap. And, um, and obviously, that is this like pursuit of knowledge. And I've been trying to think about like, well, how do I how do I think about this? I've just been thinking about like, Hap, if he if he had done his experiments before IRB, I think he would have been fine. Like socially, people wouldn't have given a shit because he's finding out like such cool stuff. But then IRB happened. And now the human cost is, you know, not allowed, which is good. I, I like that. I like IRB. Clarify what IRB is. Oh, sorry. Is. Yeah, I-, I don't actually know what it stands for. But that's the like the scientific like you have to go through IRB to do experiments on people or anything that could involve a person. I had to do like mock IRBs during my master's, like the process. So IRB, like uh, when we watch like Stanford prison experiment stuff and the Milgram's test, is that what it's called? When they used to buzz each other and then there'd be a guy screaming on the other side of the wall. What is that one called? I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember, but that experiment was like did not pass IRB. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> because I bet not. yeah, because uh the trauma that it can cause someone. Right. So IRB is great and I think Hap just doesn't mind the human cost of the knowledge that he's seeking. And I think that's interesting because a lot of scientists, you know, the other scientists that he talks to in the show is more motivated by money and fame and 
Not that Hap's a good person, but thinking about that made me think of Hap as more complex. You know, he says he he just wants to know. He just wants a taste of the truth. At some point, he says, I just want a taste of the truth or something like that. And I, I see that when I see all this like chemistry between him and Prairie that he never acts on, which would be very, it would be very easy to write Hap as a sexual predator, as well as this like demonic scientist, right? But they didn't. And I think Hap has very clear boundaries, (laughs) except when it comes to his safety and his ability to do his work. So like when Rachel catches his floating river of bodies, yeah, inadvertently kills her, and he, he didn't mean to, but he, he, he does. <laughs> yep. And so that's like an example of where the boundary is more about his work and his safety. But yeah, that's what I've been thinking about a lot is how to view Hap as more complex than just this demonic scientist. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's really professional in like a very evil context. I don't know. <laughs> it's like he knows what he's doing and he's and he knows that it's not good, but he has no other way to do it. And it's like, mm-hmm. so he just has to protect the work at all costs. And protecting the work also means protecting himself. Yeah. I'm sure he's thought about the implications of the work. If he can prove what happens after death, he could destroy religions. Maybe. I mean, no, There's still a yeah. chance that people wouldn't buy it 100% still. Yeah. But it would change the way people do things in their life. People would probably make different choices in their current life if they knew that they were going to another dimension. Of course, that consciousness might not go into another dimension. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't know either. That's like one of those questions. There's this theory that the OA is like circular and that what we're seeing at the beginning of season one is really a continuation of what will happen at the end of season five, which will never happen or may- maybe will happen in the future. But um, I was just thinking about how like OA jumps off the bridge at the very beginning of season one because she's trying to flatline so she can jump a dimension. And it's like, well, you didn't do the movements. How is that going to work? So I've always wondered, what does that mean? What happens if you die, but you didn't do the movements? Or like, how do you travel? How do you get to the other dimension? I don't know. Uh huh. Yeah, that's so interesting. Because that brings me back to when Homer died under Hap's experiment. Like in season one, he died briefly. And then he was in that second dimension, but he was running through the building. And people were like, oh my gosh, it's a random dude running through there. And he swallows a fish and he runs away. And he didn't do the movements. That's true. He died awake. That was his, he was trying to die awake. Yeah. And so I wonder if we would have learned more about the different ways. Yeah. I don't know. So much mystery. I know. (laughs) But then, yeah, I assumed that maybe if you die and you don't do the movements, that your body just jumped another dimension. Or maybe that's only reserved for people who have had NDEs before. Ugh. (laughs) I know. And it's like, it's like all these like little questions that I know they would have explained and it would have become clearer, but... There must be there, obviously, because Elodie laughs at Hap whenever he's like, you get five people, you do the movements. And she's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) But obviously, there's different ways of traveling. And so I'm wondering, like, there's all these dimensions. And I think this is part of what Hap wants to know is what happens when Hap dies. You know, Hap hasn't had an NDE necessarily. Right. I don't know. I think I can maybe assume that 
everyone travels, but it's maybe in different ways. Yeah. Maybe you forget your previous life. I guess there there is an afterlife, right? Because there's Katoon, so maybe they all go to the afterlife because their dad is in this afterlife with Katoon. Right. So then I wonder if it's... Okay, I guess that's my theory. I could also... I could be totally wrong. Yeah. I bet you people who have had NDEs, who have come to terms with death... Maybe they're experienced, so they are able to jump dimensions. Oh, but Hap jumps to dimension. No, but Hap, Hap always does it with the movements. That's right. Okay. And Homer and OA are able to, everyone is able to preview other dimensions, and Hap finds a workaround to preview other dimensions. He finds you can <laughs> harvest brain flowers. <laughs> oh, yeah. That'll give you a preview of what is happening in the the metaverse or whatever yeah but yeah it's still unclear and so i'm just praying to god that a miracle happens and netflix renews it or something i was looking on twitter and there was like granted i think some of them are because there are people with usernames who have the oa in them but there were like 500 tweets on the oa in the past day And that's been like for multiple days in a row. I think part of that is Shadow and Bone, their second season was renewed. And the guy who plays Steve, Mm -hmm. Patrick Gibson, Patty Gibson, Patrick Gibson is playing Nikolai in Shadow and Bone. So I think he came up a lot in the news. Yeah. But still, I'm going to keep an eye on that because I feel like it's been really sustained over these. It's been since 2019, August 5th of 2019, I think. And... It's still very fresh for a lot of people. <laughs> right. Yeah, it has such a strong fan base. Yeah. I just, man, I'm going to shoot myself in the foot if I'm wrong, but I think it's going to come back. I think it is too. And I think I think Britt Marling and Zal have in some ways, in very cryptic ways, implied there will be some kind of continuation in some form. I hope that that is through... A TV series, but I will take anything at this point because it's maddening not knowing the answers to these questions. Yeah. Uh, I want to freaking die myself and go to another <laughs> dimension or go visit Katoon and find out what's going on. Right? That's the only way. <laughs> Hi, Katoon. Hi, Katoon. Do you believe that Hap is like an angel hunter? Oh, man. That's a good question. I think he kind of is because he... Oh my gosh. I I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know because I think he is, but I I don't think it has to be his forever position. I'm really, I'm really swayed by this person's comment, Alternative Control 5, who said that by the end of the fifth season, we might see Hap as a hero and not a villain. And I like really took that to heart and was like, I I think that could be true. And so I, I love to believe that he could not be one day, but I think for now he is. Yeah. Yeah. I think that he has developed a lot of feelings for the OA. Mm -hmm. I think he's in love with her. Mm -hmm. Now, it took some time, but I can imagine that one day he would fight for her or do something for her. What if he like sacrificed himself? Yeah. It wouldn't be like that impressive because now he knows there's an afterlife and it's like whatever, but still. (laughs) (laughs) That's not so weird, but yeah. Or maybe he becomes an angel and he hunts himself. No, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I can picture him maybe doing something that aligns with Theoe and what she wants. 
in an effort to help her or at least woo her in some way. I think that's partly why he got so upset with Homer and the OA touching or about to touch. I can't remember if they actually touched or not. And he just put her on the side of the road. I think he just did not want Homer and the OA to have that kind of connection. Yeah, well, it's like that quote that you used earlier where he feels like an outsider. He's so jealous of Homer. Yeah. Especially, you know, he had to use Homer to get Renata. I think that really kind of bothered him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then he um, had like Homer's and Renata's sex noises playing like in the so basement cruel. dungeon area that's the worst damn it hap what an asshole i know to myself i was like god this guy's such an asshole but then he would have these eyes man <laughs> these eyes where he would just look so vulnerable he had sad eyes he had sad eyes like me yeah and he would just look at the oa or look at the screen when they were doing the movements together and just look so sad and i think he feels he has some kind of like burden like i'm burdened with this this task of finding out what happens in the afterlife and i have to torture these people because this is my destiny this is what i have to do Mm -hmm. and i have to be an outsider and be cruel but it's worth it because i'll change the world i love that I'll change everything i think that's 100 percent accurate yeah his eyes man Oh, man. Jason Isaacs is a beautiful man. So is Emery Cohen. I, I won't. I won't. Uh, that's why it's so hard for me to like to acknowledge that his chemistry with OA is a little stronger than maybe Homer's. But yeah. Is Homer Emery? Yeah. Sorry. Emery Cohen plays Homer. Yeah. This is not entirely hap related, but I'm so excited about the OA that I will tell you the part where hap is going to kill the rest of the people trapped. And they're in that field. The part where Homer starts running Mm -hmm. away because he's outside and he tastes freedom and he runs and runs and runs. And then he has this like sad look of like, this isn't worth it. There's nothing that I can do. Yeah. Even though I'm running, I still have to go back and do this thing if I want to have a chance at living. I still have to go back into Hap's enclosure in a way. And that was so sad. Oh my gosh, it broke my heart. Yeah. Yeah. I always wondered if he, like, was trying to run to find the OA really fast, you know? Like, just yeah. maybe I can, like, make a run for it and go find her. But no, he put this poison in me. I'm going to die if I do that. Oh, it's so sad. Well, and also not hap-related, but I have, like, two favorite moments in the series that are, like, ingrained in my head and I think about, like, every single day. One of them is yeah. is Scott being resurrected. Mm, that was, like, yeah. that was when I was watching the show and I was like, oh, this is good shit. Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> but the other moment, I mean, I, I, I love so much of it, but the other moment is when Homer recognizes himself when he's in the, the elevator and he's being held captive in the elevator. And he like touches Nina's hand across the glass and he like starts to wake up and it's just like the coolest fucking moment. Um, I remember watching it the the first time season two came out and I was like so sad because I love Homer. He's one of my favorite characters. And then yeah. I was like, where's Homer? And then there he was. Uh. Yeah. How earth shattering. I'm so glad that you convinced me to watch it with all of your Facebook posts. I'm so glad you watched it. I feel like I'm on like a constant quest to find more people who like it. (laughs) Yeah. And it's so weird. And I love weird shit, obviously. (laughs) 
And, you know, a lot of people who are listening, they're very likely big OA fans. If you have any thoughts about HAP or the OA in general, like feel free to DM at NextdoorVillain or send us an email at NextdoorVillain at gmail.com and I'll totally share those out and I'll share them with you, Mandy, too. Mm -hmm. There is so much to think about. There's even this like theory tossed around that like the great evil that the OA needs to defeat at first I thought was HAP, but it turns out that might not be the case. There's a different great evil that maybe she and Hap and the others they will have to yeah they'll have to join forces exactly yeah man he's so interesting he is and Jason Isaacs if you're listening thank you please share this out love your eyes (laughs) (laughs) p.s love your eyes that would be so cool if he was listening I wouldn't know what to say though (laughs) I know if Jason Isaacs was like hey I listened to your podcast I'd be like oh oh cool (laughs) so What's up? (laughs) Right, right. I would want to ask him, like, sometimes it's fun to ask actors, like, what did they think about when they tried to develop this character? Because you have to, like, believe in the character. You have to see their perspective. You have to basically be on their side in order to play them. And sometimes I wonder, like, what's going through his mind? Is he thinking a lot about why Hap wants to change the world? Does it have to do, you know, a skewed sense of morality? Because when you think about it, right? So I'm going to preface this by saying, obviously, every single life on this planet is valuable. (laughs) Before I say this, from Hap's perspective, he's probably like, well, on one hand, you change the world. On the other hand, you torture five to six-ish people. You ruin five to six people's lives in order to change the world. It's like the train or the trolley exercise where it's like you could either hit some people, kill them, or you you can move it across and just kill one, but it's like on a larger scale. I don't know what I'm saying, but yeah. Like the one is the mother, is your mom or something. Oh my God. Yeah, that's what the issue is, right? Yeah. He's probably thinking about like, well, people have gone to wars and killed, killed way more people than I have killed. All of these countries have done more damage than the amount of damage that I ever will. But imagine I will bring so much greatness and new knowledge to this world, even with less damage than a war. Honestly, like when you put it like that, I can kind of get it. Yeah. Also, the things that he's discovering show clearly because of the way that they treat it, like they make death and torture so much less permanent. (laughs) I mean, like the scars are still there. The trauma is still there. But like you kill someone, well, you just go to another dimension and go find him. (laughs) (laughs) Wake him up. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it's like everyone's just jump into another dimension. And maybe if we don't do the movements, maybe when we die, we jump to another dimension, but we don't remember that consciousness. Or maybe our previous consciousness meshes with the new consciousness. Well, and I'm like, can you wake someone up who has never traveled? Can you like bring them to recognizing themselves from other dimensions? Is that possible? Or do you have to have gone to that dimension first? Yeah. I don't know. Okay, wake me up, Mandy. Where was I last? (laughs) Sometimes I do think about like maybe my own self, according to the TV show, The OA, myself, me as a person is in other dimensions even right now. And apparently the same people that I see now and are in my life are also in those other dimensions with me. Like we're all connected together, even in different dimensions. Like it's interesting. Like Yeah, you're in a story told through many dimensions through time or whatever. Yeah. Or the echo. 
Yeah, I I was thinking about this because I don't remember why. Oh, I think I got really into reading about the Challenger explosion, which I would not recommend. Mm. Um, but I was yeah. I was reading about it uh, just to learn some more about it, and then I started getting interested in like space, and I was reading about how there's multiple galaxies, and then I was reading about right. I was like, well, are there multiple universes? And there and there was a lot of like, well, we don't think so, but if there are, that would be the metaverse. Uh, theory and then I was like okay so the OA is happening in a world where there is a metaverse and if there was a metaverse is it possible I was like trying to figure out how possible the OA could be (laughs) right (laughs) I'm just like I want it to be real and anytime there's those memes that are like if you could live in a tv show for a month where would you go and I was like the OA I need to know right I need to know more about jumping dimensions shit here's my cat (laughs) um I also like sometimes think about like, is there another dimension that I'm in right now where I'm not as fortunate or not as privileged as I am in this current one? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think about that a lot because in the OA, OA was jealous of Nina because she has a lot of wealth. She got to spend more time with her father, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes I think like, is there someone, is there a Tiana out there who hates me? right now because I would say I'm a very privileged person in this dimension in this world in this society right and so sometimes I wonder like I wonder if they'd like to jump to me (laughs) and I wonder if I would give her that I wonder if I would give her my body as long as she didn't smother me right that's the question would she smother you that would be cruel according to Elodie which that's another thing about Hap he's a smotherer (laughs) <laughs> he is he is a smother i think he's smothering jason isaacs yeah <laughs> release jason isaacs there's a, th- a widespread theory that i used to engage in i don't really anymore but i still hold on a, a, a glimmer of hope but that voa season three is actually being produced and the cancellation was all fake and <laughs> um so part of the reason that people think that is because <laughs> Uh, Jason Isaacs did several interviews where he was wearing the shirt that Hap is wearing at the end of season two, which I'm like, <laughs> I feel like that's just Jason Isaacs like fucking with us. But I don't know. It, it's so funny. I like the idea being that Jason Isaacs has been smothered in this dimension. <laughs> we got to go up to him and shake him. Yeah. Where is Jason Hap? <laughs> got to jump into his car like Steve. We got to yeah. chase Hello, the car Hap. and just like jump and be like, Hap, get out of there. And then his bodyguards would be like, oh, my God, this crazy lunatic lady is in this car right now. Please dispose of her. Please get her off this famous actor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, I have a poem to share yes. from the perspective of Hap. I didn't spend much time editing it. Could definitely has some room for improvement. See, there goes my insecurity. I know. I was going <laughs> to say, you don't need to hedge it. <laughs> okay, here it is. Copernicus. Galileo. They once said, at the middle is the brightest shimmer. The sun. Not us. Not our hands. Not our solemn actions that desecrate the earth. But rather, in the middle is a sun so bright. It opens our chests for air, it fills our veins, it grows our roots through our bodies, creating everything we have ever said, ever seen. And they almost brought down religion with what they said, and they almost died with the truth written in their hands, 
and they spilled Eurekas on the planet like an acid oozing over a virus of lies. And my Eureka is you, O.A. Because of us, I know if your grandmother felt her cat, the one she had as a child from the moment she closed her eyes in that hospital room. Or if she didn't. Or if this aching feeling ends in the afterlife. Or if this feeling of seeing you remains when I'm gone from this world. You know, I cried too. I cried so much for a release of this burden too. But I realized I revolve around you. OA, in every dimension, how beautiful the arrangement of us, how we feed our beings, our purposes, you, my heat fueling me, me, your reason for being fueled, and I travel with you, oh, how we'll have the everlasting travel to the everlasting people we will be together in everlasting planetary harmony. Oh my god, I love that. Oh, that like made me tear up a little. It was so good. Yeah. And you haven't even edited it. That's crazy. No. Love it. Just a little bit of melancholy music and wine. (laughs) Got me going on that. Trying to really feel hap. Watched a ton of sexy edits too to get into his. Yeah, you're gonna have to send me a few of those. (laughs) I will. (laughs) People are really talented. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they have a lot of good hap edits out there. So yeah, well, anything else you want to share? Uh, I, I don't think so. I feel like we covered good ground. And this was really fun. If if anyone needs a wedding photographer in Minneapolis, or, you know, within a reasonable drive of Minneapolis, it's M-A-N-D-Y, Paris, like the city. Well, no, I should have just spelled the whole thing. Never mind. MandyParis.com. <laughs> Yeah, I'll also put it in the episode notes Yeah, for this episode, so you can click on there, check out her amazing work. You can also follow you on Instagram too, right? Yeah. You've got some good photography going on there. I feel like the OA inspires a lot of my more artsy stuff. So yeah, uh, if you're an OA fan, you might like my work. My Instagram is at Mandy Paris Photography. I was going to say .com, but that's not true. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> So many socials and emails. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and again, if you have thoughts, yeah, send them over um, to nextdoorvillain at gmail.com or at nextdoorvillain. Uh, we're also on Twitter at nextdoorvillain and TikTok at nextdoorvillainpodcast. <laughs> and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart, Mandy, for taking the time to talk to me about the OA today. Your wealth of knowledge is appreciated and much needed in this world, complicated world of the OA. So thank you. Of course. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on. This was a blast. I was so excited when you said you were going to watch it, and I'm glad you actually did, because a lot of people tell me they're going to watch it, and then they fall off on the first episode, which I understand, but wish they wouldn't. I will say it did take me about three episodes in to start to get hooked. Mm -hmm. So I would say, yeah, if someone is going to watch the OA, I think they just need to trudge through the first few episodes, and then boom they'll be hooked yeah i think so so yeah thank you all for listening bye